More music, more music, less drama, less drama. Freshest, freshest FM, FM. freshest FM. FM. love only and honor of breast cancer awareness. Uh, breast cancer and not so much awareness but breast cancer action not awareness I'm gonna introduce myself I'm Karen Bronze aka Malika as well um, and our CEO my partner Livio G we have Linda Bonero or Liddy Liddy <laughs> yes we Liddy of Get Checked, mm-hmm. and we are talking about Get Checked, action, not awareness. So, Liddy, introduce yourself. First and foremost, I'm so happy to be here. Do you know why? Because you bring me back in time to where we met, and we met at a very wonderful event yes. of a common friend of ours. Yes. The beautiful Regina Lashley, which I actually spoke to her not too long ago. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was called Mirror Me. Mirror Me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, I just, I don't know, I had a, I had a good day that day. It was that a lot was of a powerful really, women, and really, including yourself. It, it was a great day. Yeah. And it was almost uh, a year ago. Yes. <laughs> it's time for another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, moments like this bring me closer to my mother. So um, thank you. Thank you for You're having welcome. me. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for agreeing I, I to speak. I sort of invited myself. <laughs> no. Did I not? I think well, I did. I, I, no. I, I put out a... a Welcome, Liddy. <laughs> I put... A little talk. I put... It's gangster, Liddy. Liddy, gangster, Liddy. In life, you have to be a little rough sometimes. You, you have to you write when you have something to say, I you, guess. Right? You do. I, I put out a post. Uh, what should I speak on my next podcast? And you responded. So this is what got. Us I felt hit. like yeah. I felt like yeah. it was a, almost a question. I felt like uh, the question was personal. You know, I was like, you know what? Yes, I feel like um, I have something that could be a good subject. And you, you took yeah. debate, and here yeah. I am. <laughs> I, I'm always willing. You yeah. know, I'm willing. I'm open yes. to hear and know and learn. And you know, as long as I'm alive, I'm you know. Yeah, I appreciate well, it. Actually, the platform is for that. You know, for uh, right. confirmations. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad. Who is Liddy? Who is Liddy? Oh boy. And Liddy's a freak. <laughs> Liddy's a dreamer. Liddy's a dreamer. Liddy lives in a suspended between reality and a dream. Liddy's a mother, her mother's daughter. Um, sometimes people maybe don't understand that beyond everything that I do, uh, being, you know, whether it's breast cancer, action, or anything that uh, um, I partake in. The most important component for me is justice. It's, it's always been. I had a mother that was 
raised me that way. My mother was always the person that, um, even in a, in a country and in, in a time uh, back in the day where it wasn't really specific, she, she was always the person that had to you know, make a point about justice and how people needed to be treated and the fairness. Um, you know, she, 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 really, uh, uh, she really taught me compassion. My mother was a compassionate woman. So anything that I do has to have that. Otherwise, I don't want it. <laughs> you know? So, so you, you were basically raised in an activist. Pretty much, yes. Because oh, my mother was born in a former Yugoslavia in Croatia. Okay. My mother left Croatia, um, just like a lot of uh, people come here and immigrate here the same way. She was mm -hmm. pregnant with me, six months pregnant with me, 14-year-old sister, my sister. And think about it, with two children, just cross the border. And I was born in a refugee camp. Matter of fact, um, they just did a documentary uh, for the Italian TV on, on our campaign. And they started from the beginning. And so they, I went to revisit, think about it, I went to revisit wow. the summer, uh, the refugee camp where I was born. Mm. So it was, wow. you know, where my mother, yeah. You know, so she struggled greatly, my mom, you know, single mom. So I know, you know, struggle. You know, struggle. But again, still, you know, there's always worse struggle. And so there's always uh, uh, the need for more compassion. You know, at the end of the day, we can't have women's rights if we don't have human rights first, period. And right. So, so that's what. So Liddy is a freak that goes around and thinks she can change the world. <laughs> so you're like a superhero. I am. In my own mind, oh, I want to say it's a superhero. Struggle. struggle makes you tougher. It, yeah, you know, I really, and that's why I don't forget. I don't forget where I came from. I don't forget the days where I didn't have two cents to rub together, where I didn't have, you know, Monday to Tuesday, you know, like where, you know, the, the getting evicted, living in Manhattan. Manhattan is rough. <laughs> Manhattan is rough. You, you really, you know, struggle. Um, so, and then seeing my friends struggle. Do you know what my first, very first, very first direct and strong experience with racism was, was in Harlem in 2001, where I had to hail cabs for my friends. And wow, these were all friends in that- Harlem. Welcome to New York. In Harlem. <laughs> but guess what? I have no college degree. My friends all, all have college degrees. They were all educated. They were all doing fantastic. I was a broke ass model, excuse my language. <laughs> I was the end of my career. You know, I really was trying to figure out what's my what next move. And um, and that's what I remember. I was like, I have to hail a cab for you? Are you kidding me? In two, 2000 in America? Like they, they couldn't hail cabs. Huh? They couldn't hail cabs. They wouldn't stop and these are real people. I don't think, the people think they really don't know. Right. And this is why I always say. So these friends were black. And so that's why the cabs weren't stopping. Weren't mm -hmm. stopping So now they had to use you. They had to use me. In Harlem. In Harlem. Meanwhile, I can guarantee you <laughs> that there were better people than me at the time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. That was my first experience, and I experience this every. I experience this every day. Every day. Well, there's a couple of places you couldn't hail a cab, going to. Like if you're going to Brooklyn, you black. No. Nah. <laughs> you know, if you was right. some uh, Midtown, you were going to Harlem. No. Right. no. A whole bunch of that. Right. You know? But think about it. Just two thousand. Just, just, the, so just nothing, the whole concept of it. It's out of no. It's just right now. It's um. It's 
it, people cover it well. It's subdued. Yes. It's but subdued. it still exists. Yes. It's, you know, it's almost like um, there, there, there's, there, there's a culture out there of, of, of making black people believe that it doesn't exist. I know, but the thing is that you you have to be you have to be fair as a person. There's absolutely no people out there um, that can be white that they, they really consider themselves not just religious but fair and compassionate. They tell me that racism does not exist. Hmm. They tell me that there's not such a discrimination that there is a significant way that we view black people, period. Before we even... The, before well, you, you, have to wear the, you have to wear the skin to understand that part of it, you know. It, it, for, you know for, for the most. For most. But when you most. have to argue, then, with your own people, how many times do I have to argue? Oh, well, no, no. I'm like, oh, They don't yeah, understand. Yeah. They don't so understand I would say you they don't put themselves in our actual shoes. They don't visit enough. They need they to visit. They stay afar. They need, there needs to be a bus. <laughs> the bus they need to get the get check. And you leave them in the street <laughs> and they need to take care and need to figure it out on their own in Harlem with nothing. When, you're, mm -hmm. we have, when you have dirt and, and air, then figure out how to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, experience. Life experiences are limited because there's a division and so people stay over there and they talk from over there. Right. They talk for what they see on TV. But you get inside the trenches. I get inside so, the trenches. So, I know the whole back. So back. this is what brings you to get checked. This what brought me to, I took, when, when, when I met Donna, uh, got checked was just a banner. It was two words, weren't trademark. Donna and I trademarked the concept. And I told Donna, I said, listen to me, this cannot be a campaign for three white women, middle-aged white women on Long Island. This needs to be a campaign for everyone, and I mean everyone. Everyone, everywhere, every time, we say. So it needs to be for children, for teenagers, men. Men, one in a thousand men get breast cancer. Do you know the men statistics are getting higher in breast cancer? They used to be stable, one in a thousand. We get, we hear of more men. I get informed. Men get you know, uh, Beyonce father. Beyonce father just got diagnosed. Can you imagine? Cancer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Just now. Yeah. Just just yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was really important to again, as you see, justice, um, and uh, you know, education, very important, and just kind of you know, shake up a little bit the public opinion. You know, we sit in comfort with things that were done you know, 30 years ago, and we have a responsibility to now talk to the next generation because they talk in different terms. Right. And although we like to sort of passion them, and you know, like every generation passes on the next generation, at the end of the day, listen, they just live by what they know, you know, who give them the phone, uh, you know. I'm just, we got to take responsibility to, I think, as an adult and, and really try to connect with them on their own terms. And that's what we do when we go to school. You know, I'm not coming with medical books and you don't need to know all the specifics of triple negative breast cancer unless you're getting a PhD in medicine. No. Right. So I'm doing a prevention workshop. What you need to know is how to prevent this from happening and how to keep, you know, vigilant and, and grow, you know, with a certain right, with the building blocks of breast health. So what do you what are the ways that we can prevent? So I we're a big we're a big believer that there hasn't been really put much in this country in general uh, in prevention, in really in early prevention of so many things. I mean, there's so many things out there that we uh, tend to always 
passively address the aftermath. It's too late. Mm -hmm. Like there's, we gotta start way right. early. Um, same as I was saying earlier with the opioids, you know, we wait until people are oh, out of dying. control. Yeah. So this is now, as far as I'm concerned, it's an epidemic. One in 227 women in America, like, oh, they're right here. And not only that, but Suffolk County, it's Suffolk Nassau County, New York State is bad. Wow. Um, I, I have a question. Sure. Let me stop you. Um, is there a study in regards to like history and uh, has things progressed even more now you know what, what what was it back in the early 1800s was there as, as many cases where people no. were women dying of no definitely so, so definitely some changes something definitely has some happened changes and right now not only that but right now the change is that women are being diagnosed younger when i was diagnosed in 2011 i was told wow you're so young 41 now, the phone calls I get and the memo that I put together to go to Albany to champion Shannon's Law says specifically, you, I'm gonna, I, I wish I would have brought it to you, but you see this memo, it's pages and pages of 28, 32, 37, 36, 27, 17 copeg, as I said to you. Wow. So it's like age decrease significantly. Wow. The, the women are young, they're right off the wedding gown. Uh, pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with small children to raise, so it's not anymore an older woman, you know, that right. we sort of didn't right. know. It's the woman next door that is raising kids. So it's yeah. young women. That's the problem. Young women, and, and a lot. We hear of it a lot. I always see 17 in Copac. You know what I do every time I do a workshop in school? I would have three consecutive uh, and nine consecutive periods in three consecutive days. So think about the amount of students, right? And so I'll ask the classroom and say, please raise your hand if you or anybody you know is dealt with breast cancer. Every classroom I have at least 10 people raising their hand. Mm -hmm. Now you do the math 10 class for nine periods, three consecutive days, all the workshop I've done this past two years. It's a lot of people that are affected yeah. by this illness. Right. Mm -hmm. So it'd be I interesting to find out, you know, um, the, what, what I was asking as far as like the, the case history, um, what has dramatically changed, I guess, it, it, is it diet, is it, you know, what is it, you know, what? You know that, for example, there's a cluster in Page. Page is like, I know at least, I don't know, like good 10 women for Page with breast cancer. There's a cluster and they say there's, it has something to do with the water and environment, right. et cetera, et cetera. Are there enough studies when it comes to that? Well, no. Bethpage, you have, in Bethpage, don't you have like a... Uh, oh, industrial. Yeah, industrial yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you have all that stuff over there, the, the grooming. Um, uh, um, all all uh, these things are... Uh, uh, so it's probably are stuff that they're that dumping into, a, yes. into the atmosphere and, you know... Into all these things right. are necessary. That's what prevention is. Yes, mm -hmm. let's, let's get these studies out. Let's find out. Let's see how the environment has changed and why there's a cluster there. You know, let's... Uh, I'm totally for that. That's one component, uh, the genetic component too, because they're different components. It's hard to, this breast cancer, this little guy is uh, naughty. It's hard to pin, you know, right. pin down. Uh, um, but again, putting all our money in that. Nutrition, what we eat. Look at that killing us with the garbage we eat and the plastic. We don't even know what we eat half of the time, right? Um, so I think it's a combination, right? Um, Spirituality. Yes. And I think the worst one of all, in my personal uh, belief, is stress. Mm -hmm. Oh, the that's the number stress. one. Yes, the amount of stress and, and 
just we're bombarded. We really don't have, we don't get a break anymore. Right? It was, it's too much. It's too fast paced. And so the combination of all that, that's why we say mind, body, and soul. In our workshop, we say, you know, that we, we speak about the importance. We, we, our, our tips are very, very simple. Look, you start with discussing family history. Everything is age appropriate. We have three published books that are age appropriate. So we have children, listen to Liddy, they called you Future for Teenagers, and I got checked, I feel good for adults. And mm -hmm. so all our workshops really are age appropriate. A five-year-old, you're not going to talk about mammograms. I hardly ever say the word cancer or breast cancer. Mm -hmm. You're not going to explain right. a child how to perform a self-breast exam. But again, this is why I always say the building blocks of breast health in New York State. We don't have that. It needs to be in schools. When I go to these classrooms, they have everything on the wall. They have uh, posters about AIDS, they have posters about uh, uh, you know STDs, anything mm -hmm. and everything. Breast cancer, it's like never happened. Never happened, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, it's not, we don't talk about it. Of course we need to talk about it. So again, you know, to a child, you discuss fitness, nutrition, the importance of being spiritually whole. Uh, you know, you can discuss the importance of sharing family history and, you know, talking to mom and dad. All the way up to a teenager now, you explain to the teenager the importance of performing a self-pressed exam. You know, step up and, and, and talk, communicate with the gynecologist, which is not the guy that you just get the pill for, for acne, but he's actually the guy that's going to perform your clinical Rest uh, exam. Mm -hmm. So all these things up to an adult to where you now talk about mammogram, sonogram, and mm -hmm. all that. So you see, it's almost like gradual, I would say gradual education and fair screening is the way to be, bridge the gap amongst generations. And that's it. You got, you got us covered. Like with the dental hygiene. Do you teach children how to brush their teeth when they're 20? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, exactly. you know, you start, you start early. You start early, the floss and the thing, you know, yeah. you bring them in. And this is the same thing. This the same thing. They did, they put a AIDS mandate into New York State schools. And I think it was the best thing they ever did. They did contain the illness uh, significantly, in my opinion. They educated people. They, uh, they uh, decreased the stigma attached to the illness. And people know they have the basic, how to protect, at least mm -hmm. it's known and it's out there. Mm -hmm. um, same thing we expect, and I say the word expect, uh, you know, the, New York, the state of New York to do with breast health, looking at the statistics. Mm -hmm. So a, a breast health mandate should be put into place in New York State. It exists in Connecticut the past two years ago. I'm not happy about it. I'm really not. Uh, because I believe New York is always right. progressive mm -hmm. in the state that takes yeah. right yeah. Uh, a charge, and so you know. So you got a bill passed. But we passed Shannon's law. So in our vision, and I trifold vision, uh, uh, you know, which is the social political campaign, the breast amendment would be f to serve who the millennials, right? Uh, so the Gen Z. Gen Z. Shannon's law was now to lower the mammogram age. How? How hiring the mammogram age make any sense if the age of diagnosis is decreasing? So now you push your mammogram age to 45. You know what that means to a girl like me? Because I'm the irresponsible Pisces. I, you tell me 45, you might think about a 48. I'll see you at 50. You know, women are busy, we've got children, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody's like and right now. Yeah, so you did you like, mm -hmm. oh, 45? Oh, that's not my problem. That's a problem of, you know, I'm 25. That has yeah. nothing to do with me. Yeah. But now you have women that are 27, 28, you know. 
So we decided that we needed to start somewhere. Of course, is 35 the right age? No, maybe it's 33, maybe it's 38. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but we needed to start somewhere. Right. So Shannon's Law, in name of Shannon Saturno, which was a teacher in Babylon that passed away at 31, diagnosed at 28 while pregnant mm-hmm. with triple negative. And what is triple negative? Triple negative is, is a beast. Triple negative is doesn't grow on hormones, it's negative. And the, the, the ugliness of triple negative, as I said earlier, uh, very common in young African-American women that most of the time pass away because resources are not equal. And so it's like lights out in no time. So it's the resources, the that's resources. why it affects more. Well, the resources, big time. And they're younger, you know, listen, like anybody now, the education, who's thinking about 28, you know, 28, you're thinking about cancer. Nobody's Googling breast cancer, <laughs> you know. Um, so again, you see the necessity for the education part that has to come from the school. Um, right. Yeah. So again, Shannon's Law was really meant to do that. Um, but triple negative breast cancer is aggressive because it metastasizes in your spine and in your brain within the first two and a half years. So it's like the little, yeah, it's the little, little monster. It comes in, boo boo, takes over. And uh, when uh, triple positive, the growth on hormones, it's uh, stable throughout your life. So there is a good side of triple negative. If you make it past the two and a half years, as you go, as you progress, um, you're basically sort of out of danger. And that's what I was told because I have triple negative breast cancer. My oncologist said, you know what? It's been seven years. Congratulations. I think you just might have made it. <laughs> you know? Well, Which is, yeah, you uh, was, you know, people that have dealt with cancer know it's a life sentence in your mind. Mm-hmm. Because whatever happens, it's like, you know, my finger hurts. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Something's happening, you know? You have such a post-traumatic stress disorder afterwards because you you go to war yeah you know and so it's uh, you know it's rough so when you were diagnosed and then what changes did you make for yourself uh well uh, i changed everything (laughs) i changed my mindset that's why i say action not awareness i really changed my mindset um what i did is i went to overdrive because when you're diagnosed with cancer you do have different options um, they give you options, you know, well, maybe you you have cancer just on that side, okay, you could do a mastectomy just on that side, save the other breast, maybe you can keep the nipples and this and that. You got different options. But having two children, two young, really little children, uh, and it's brutal on a woman that you have to make this choice all on your own. Nobody can do it for you. Right. Um, I chose overkill. I said... You can take the nipples, put it in a jar, send it to Russia. <laughs> I'm doing chemo, six months. I'm doing radiation with the booster. <laughs> I'm doing bilateral mastectomy. You're taking everything out, and thank you very much, because I want to live. <laughs> I've been a responsible up to this point. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah. And that was the first, uh, the first of many changes. Um, I do believe that uh, purpose and finding something that is purposeful has mm-hmm. helped me greatly. To keep uh, it, it keeps your when you're uh, when you do something with purpose, it keeps I think it keeps your immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you feel good about yeah. yourself, yeah. your body works better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. your soul, your spirit, is so I think this is keeping me alive. You know, yeah. and you've got great energy. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I always say. Think about it. Like sometimes I I I, I, I close my eyes and I think I was born in Italy. 
you know, I'll be, sometimes I would be in a classroom uh, doing a workshop and I tell the kids, I said, think about it, I'm born in a little town in Italy, my mother dies of cancer, I have breast cancer, and then I'm here to you across the ocean talking about breast cancer. You don't think God places you and mm -hmm. there is a purpose? There's a purpose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I could purpose. have been doing anything else. Yeah. You know, yeah. That was my final, that had to be, and so I'm run with it, that's it, that's my passion, I'm obsessed, I'm, you know, always doing something with it. And again, I put all the ingredients that make me happy, mm. and, and that's what it. What are those ingredients? Fashion? The ingredients <laughs> are the, a little bit of everything. The ingredients are, well, as I said, the main ingredient is justice. Because, right. again, I'm the kid that, you know, if I'm in the playground, everybody's got to get along. And if somebody's <laughs> leaving somebody out, not over, over my dead body. I'm mm. grabbing. Not on your watch. Not yeah. on my watch. Everybody's <laughs> got to get along. We're all doing stuff together. Mm -hmm. So justice, because America is the big playground, and, mm -hmm. and there's always somebody oh, yeah. put. There's always somebody left out. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the, <laughs> I'm the person that says it uh, clearly. You know, I don't like to see that. You know, can I tell you something? I don't like to see the pain, of people that, are being left out. I see it in their, in their eyes, and so that hurts me deeply because I know my, that would hurt my mother. My mother was uh, everything to me. I had mm -hmm. a great mother. So again, it's always to be closer to my mother, I have to do what my mother would do. Right. So mm -hmm. basically, you know. So because we do see, at the end of the day, a woman and a man as a... Um, a, a, a human being who wants a need, not just a medical specimen, you are more than a mammogram or a self-breast exam. A woman is made of many things, and a man. Matter of fact, as we say, fitness, nutrition, music, beauty, fashion, you know, include all these ingredients. So the message is subliminal, it's included. Mm -hmm. The gut check is the call to action, yes or no. That's it, you know, so. I like that, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, listen, I spend a lot of time doing this. <laughs> it's my passion, it really is. Yeah. Once you find the passion, it. I, right? I hate the passion. You, I, you know, you find it and you go with it, you know. I, for many years I didn't know what my purpose, you know. I spent many years just kind of figuring, trying to figure things yeah. out. And, uh, yeah, well, that, that plays a big role in, in, I guess, in your personal self-existence when you you know what it is that you're passionate about or you know what you want to achieve or, or what your goals are and things of that nature, you know what I mean, what you want to uh, accomplish. Mm -hmm. and, you I, and you know, some people find it early in life, yeah. some people never find it, yeah, yeah. and some people find it later in life, and that's why you know, I have great passion for, for also encouraging uh, youth um, never to give up. You don't know when, you know, maybe certain events will happen and have to happen for you to find that purpose. Just keep going. You always have to, I always, I always say, look, what did Jay-Z say when they asked him what's the reason for his success? We never stopped. <laughs> that's it. It's really that simple. He never stopped, right? And so, you know, sometimes... And Diddy says, can't stop, won't stop. You know? <laughs> And eventually you got you got you're getting out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Something is happening. So um, you know those are the ingredients. A little bit of everything, you know. So tell our listeners about Get Check Records. So Got Check Records is <laughs> Got Check Records is out of my great respect and love and appreciation for the culture. Um, What's your favorite? Who is your favorite hip hop artist? Oh my God. <laughs> I got so many. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a difficult question. Huh? <laughs> that's a difficult question. 
Listen, Tupac, oh. Nas. Um, How about believe it or not, I will. How about the Wu? The Wu Tang Clan, of course. <laughs> but I can't get as a Wu. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Surprise! You, you know who's my favorite? You know who's my favorite? My favorite artist really was Beanie Siegel. I had. Beanie? Oh yeah, wow! I, something about Beanie Siegel. His enunciation, because it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of yes. components. Yes. Um, there is. But uh, Jay Z, come on, everybody. I mean, I have. Uh, Gangstar, I love. Well, listen, listen. You, <laughs> it sounds to me. It sounds to me like you. She's you grew up around. here, yeah. No, you grew I got, up here, you I grew up in the culture. I listened to say it in the 80s. I yeah, mean, yeah, we, yeah. you know. Do you know why I have such a respect for hip-hop? Because to me, I listen to music on the way here. You wouldn't yeah. even know I'd tell you. you got to see my playlist. <laughs> I, I would love to. What, um, what's on your playlist? Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> what's on Freaky Liddy? <laughs> There's nothing on earth, nothing on earth, and, I, and, I'm, and I, maybe some people will disagree, I mean, whether it's country, rock, or whatever other genre, but there's no other music on earth that is as motivating as hip-hop. Hip-hop, because it is the music of the oppressed, has always, even in its worst, at its worst, even when people say, well, that's garbage or whatever, at its worst and at its best, the core message always is you can rise from here and you can dream to be here and you will make it. There's always that like, you know, yes. winning over, you know, against the law. And, and, well, and, and also you see the examples, you know what I mean? Uh, from uh, its infancy to where it's at now. And I, you know, even if they have to, you know, it's changing and whatever the, the development is, I, I'm, I'm always a fan. I just love it. I love what it I because love, it's, it's always from, a success story. When I learned from hip hop, like, you know, I grew, up, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, big, yeah. you know, but Those when I was days. listening to the Biggies and um, even Wu-Tang and you had, um, you know, some of the Flavor Flaves and all of them, I wasn't attached to their lyrics. I was hearing the music. Yes. And exactly the lyrics the to me, right, was behind the music that got me going to yes. say, "Oh, I like yes. this rap song, blah blah yeah. blah." Yeah. But then once Biggie passed or got killed, I and it was playing more of Biggie songs. I started listening to the message of his music, and I was like, "Oh, this is what hip hop is about." And it was telling a story, the story of how they live and the struggle, how they was coming up, and I mean, we was all. You know, we all have the same struggles, but they, like you said, was different from ours. You know, they was the ones, like he said, you didn't have Christmas or, you know, yeah. mama worked all day just to bring home a loaf of bread or whatever yeah. it was. So part of your mama, he says it right it, there. Exactly. <laughs> and when Biggie died and I said to him, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I'm just hearing these lyrics. And he's like, what have you been listening to all these years? <laughs> and I said, the music. That was just it. Yeah. And then when I the connected energy. right. Yeah. When I connected the music and the lyrics to the song, I had full understanding of what the struggle the yeah. of hip hop was all about and and all respect to them. Because from all the ones that grew up and came out of Best Style and like you said, the Jay Z's that's on top now, they've been through a lot and you know, and they worked 
you know, to get to where they are. And I'm that's so why happy to, to even, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I love seeing that type of win, you know, mm-hmm. when you really seen. Yeah, when, like you said, we started at the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. And I fully understand all of that now, you know. And because some of the stuff that's played today, I take nothing away from the young ones today. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't get the gibbery. That's what it sounds so like. It's just a different. It, 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 yeah, it's just a different era. That's yeah. all. It's, it's, era and, it's just a different. Yeah, era. how our parents felt about. Listen, you, know, you don't understand the music. I don't no, understand the skinny I, jeans. You know <laughs> I don't like it. Skinny jeans. Okay, so on, on the men. Oh, right. My son um, yesterday, my oldest, said clearly. He said, "I don't want to dress up for this wedding." He said, "Everything has to be tight." I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, oh yeah, like has, everything's fitted, like mm. fitted, like literally, like. And I'm like, that's so strange, <laughs> you know. Right on the door. Huh? Against Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I I just don't. I mean, I know it's a different era, and every and and I I'm hearing all this generation thing today, you know, between our era and today, kids, millennials, but I'm like. But what are they talking about? A lot of them are really not talking it's about not. It's like a anything. drill, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like you know, very yeah. simple rhyming. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's yeah, a different it's style. Really different, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel everything is different. Their life is different. Oh, yeah, totally. You totally. know? Yeah. yeah they, I, I feel they're talking about women and, you know, how many women they can achieve. Yeah. That, you know, and that brings them value and talking about their jewelry and their cars. And but I see, this is where I see they lost the message because if we take them back to our era of music and have them really listen, they wouldn't even want to speak on how they rapping today because it's no respect. You I know, think they, it has to do a lot to the political landscape and what's going on mm-hmm. around them too. You know? Yeah. I think um, they're, they're, the way they're cursed, they're cursed I think generation. Like a little bit, it's you know? like they're going backwards. Yeah. A lot of know? pressure with the social media. Yeah, everything's, yeah. Right. everything's a fake life. There's nothing right. consistent yeah. or real. Yeah. It can right. be easy on them too. Mm-hmm. Some of these young women, every day there's a different standard of beauty that it's uh, right. unachievable. Right. This and that, it's got to right. this way, the eyebrows, the hips. It's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, all and day you're bombarded by this yourself. Yeah. And love of everybody else, else but yourself. But yourself, yeah. yes. Yeah. And yeah. Who, who do you have to please? And it's all fake all this life. Like Nobody to, yeah. be, to be part they of. They look this something. way on on social media. And then when you something see else. it's in, in the supermarkets, who is this person? <laughs> you know, they all made up? You look like who you look like on your social I, media. Listen, I, I fake on social them. media too. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> but you know, because that is what social media is. Of course, I'm not going to tell you I'm miserable. I'm going to put of course. You know, I'm just, you know, you're going to see, I'm going to show you the best me, of course. Yeah. Especially if it's work, you know, you want to keep uh, an appearance. And it's what people exaggerate, of course, you know. Right, right. But, um, yeah. <laughs> We're 33 minutes in. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. What else you got for us, Liddy? So, yeah, so whereas I was saying Gotcha Records, is, uh, it's really dear to my, my heart because I wanted to participate in a way that it wasn't, that was respectful um, to something that I love. You know, in 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 uh, I always feel like anywhere um, 
that there is an established situation or a culture. Um, you have to go with an open mind and respect. You can't just right. barge in and people's... Right. Nobody likes that. Right? Right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, just manners. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. Yeah, no, so, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. For me, it was like, listen, everybody knows Liddy loves hip hop, and that's it. I yeah. love hip hop, so what can I do to help? Yeah. And uh, the concept between, uh, be uh, you know, behind Gatchek Records was more to sort of, you know, I love the music, I see so many artists they have. They have extensive uh, uh, music catalogs, they have so much content out there, and they're not making a buck. Right. Who's making money? Well, we're not going to say, but we know who it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, YouTube and all these people making mad money. And these kids spend 10 years sitting in jail. They spend, you know what I mean, um, years figuring out life, struggling to put out this content that's being exploited. And I just don't like seeing that. So, uh, the concept was just to sort of make music and help people make music. And mm -hmm. utilize the music. I utilize the music for my workshop, but I give all the splits. and. You know, okay. everything I published through TuneCore. Um, I would love to be able one day to be even away from any type of publishing. and be, I would love to create sort of like a virtual, <laughs> a virtual anti-label. Because I feel like record labels are a dying breed at the end of the day anyways. We, so, we have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the concept was to really allow uh, the artists to be appreciated, to music, to what they do best. Um, you know, I do just like I do with uh, uh, getting checked with friends where I send the limousine. I, I love to take, uh, make somebody feel good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I do. That well, gives me more pleasure than anything. Tell me more about Get Checked With Friends. So Getting Checked With Friends is, um, was started by actually the idea came uh, by Shaniqua Charles, which is a dear friend of mine. Um, she's one of the best uh, grassroots real activists in the Bronx. And I mean, real activist. She's a real activist. She's out there, she's doing real stuff. So Shaniqua always involved me in anything and everything. Dear, dear friend. And Shaniqua sort of, Shaniqua and I, was like, I check, I check friends, decreasing the fear, getting the women screened, blah, 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 you know. So we're like, so she put it together. We did a Facebook page. Um, now I have another few different uh, activists are doing the same concept and what they do is um, they group large group of women we cover the ones that are not insured if they're not insured we cover the one they are insured they come and get screened in Harlem or in the Bronx you know they mostly come in Harlem because they come and see Liddy it's a party they come to see Liddy yeah. you know so we get a limousine for them we get a nice ride they come you know you know what I mean yeah. we want to take the pressure of thinking about your health, these are women that uh, work to two, three jobs, have food to put on the table, kids, million things. The last thing they put uh, as a priority is their own health oh. because mm -hmm. they're overwhelmed. So we want to give them that moment of, uh, you know. Okay. Um, so that's something very dear to me. Um, I'm doing the same thing with Shavana Vaughn. She's also in Harlem. She got Silent Cry. Uh, that is all, another grassroots uh, charity that does a lot of activism. Love that. Um, I partake. Uh, I, I was blessed to meet all these wonderful queens and they involve me consistently. They keep me in the loop, which is I'm su super grateful. 
but they always involve me, you know, uh, school to prison pipeline, uh, panels, mass incarceration, love that. I was able to go, my best moment last year, I was able to go and speak to, at a Hopper House, which is a re-entry home for formerly incarcerated women. Those are women that nobody wants to go near. Nobody cares if they're healthy or not. That filled my, I, I, I felt like I was, I brought my mother next to me for a moment. Um, again, my queens are able to involve me in things that I wouldn't yeah. be involved. They're rich, they're real. Um, they, 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 they give me real purpose. Right. Um, so that's, you know, first step act. Uh, speaking about uh, 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 against women being shackled while giving birth in prison, these are things that make me wake up in wow. the morning. You're, you're a wealth of information. So these yeah, are well, these are the things that drive me. They really do. These are the yeah. things that make me uh, like you know justice. I listen to a couple good songs and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you know? what song you listen to to get motivated? And when, when does your motivation happen? Is it all day? I'm all day. day. I'm all day. I don't, I don't, one thing, I'm all day. What's I got the consistent is it, is it the same song all the time? No, it's it always Tupac. It's always, always Tupac. It's always, it's always Tupac. <laughs> is the California love being that you used to live there? <laughs> that too. That too. Now, Dear Mama. <laughs> Dear Mama. Dear Mama is such a beautiful, yeah, beautiful song. song. Dear Mama. That song, Timeless. Timeless. Well, yeah. timeless. There's there's a, a whole lot of timeless music. Timeless. Um, now I Speaks listen to a bit a bit of everything. Okay. Um, is it the beat? Love the beat that gets you the beat, motivation. the enunciation, the lyricism. Uh, rappers are the best poets. They're the modern time poets. Some of these some of these rappers have such a gift with poetry. It's ridiculous. Like it's out of control, and paired with the initiation, with the beat, beat, with the whole, it's it's yeah. it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. an art. It's a piece of art. Yeah. Every time I'm like, it's ah. always the beat that gets me first. Yes. And then I listen and to the, the words yeah. after. Like, yeah. Is that what he was saying? Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like the last uh, thing that uh, uh, really got me excited on Instagram was the effort of uh, Casanova, the rapper Casanova. Uh, he took that beat, which is by Trilogy. That so Brooklyn beat, mm. and he, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, of course, it earned him a few million uh, extra followers. But mm. besides that, he brought the whole culture together, all the way to freaking. He had people. He had this rapper. I found out about rappers in London. He had people South Africa. He had people all over the world, and they all jumped in on this beat. So Brooklyn. Yeah. And yeah. it was right. So Brooklyn. Yeah. It was just. It became a phenomenon. It became a phenomenon, and mm. every day I was excited to see who was going to do what. It was yeah. so many different styles and so many. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I was ready to jump on that too. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just say some stuff in Italian. You, don't go to <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Can you rap in Italian? I can't. I can't rap. I tried. Girl, I tried. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I am terrible. You gotta work on your I'm telling you I try, but can I tell you something? I do have one little tiny gift. I have to give that to myself. What's the guy that was on American Idol, the, the British dude? He couldn't sing or do anything. He sucked at everything, but he had such a good ear. Yeah, yes. And I have a good ear, I have yeah. to say. I really have a... That's why... I love that music yeah. because I can hear everything from the 
pronunciation and the thing, yeah. the rhythm, the pause. Yeah. And so the ear, my ear yeah. is pretty good, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a good ear for that. And so, you know, again, Gotcha Records was, it's, it's a gift to me. You know, you know when you yeah. love some, some, yeah. something so yeah. much, you want to be part of it, yeah. and you just want to figure out a way to to fit in and 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 be. And get involved, yeah. And get involved, you yeah. know. So when is National Get Checked? So National Get Checked, we're working on, but we do have New York State Get Checked Day. July sixth is official. Okay. Um, we're grateful to Cuomo for making that happen. We're working on National Get Checked Day. Okay. We're working on National Get Checked Day. We're coming. Because it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, we have national bubble wrap. Not to day. stop you. Um, so it's going to be an official day. It has to be. Okay. I'm fighting for that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right now, now it's, it's officially July sixth is New York State. I checked it. Now we're going. You know. Yeah. Nationwide. Nationwide. And, and think about it. Isn't it? Na I mean, you got National Bubble Wrap Day, National Chihuahua Day, National yeah. Burger Day, National yeah. Bullshit Day. There's, yeah. there's, yeah. there's a day for everything. There's now. a day for everything. Yeah. Why not have a day to remind people to go and get checked? Right. Right. So that's our part three of the uh, uh, of the social political campaign. And then after that, like I said, you know, it's got check records with the music, trying, you know, always be uh, respectful of the culture. We have. Put out some seriously. Um, it's called music with a message. So of course the music is always with a message of prevention. Um, one of the latest songs called Justice for All. So proud of that. So proud of that being just partaking that. Do you have a snippet of it? I do. Want to play it on my phone? Yeah. Ah, oh, it is just. I love your passion. Yes, I don't feel. She's got just the beautiful. best energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, uh, I think surrounded by you. <laughs> That's what I mean. I gotta tell you. You know, my my girl Kim Kim Seabrook, She always tells me. She always tells me. She goes, "Your best comes out when you're here." I hope you enjoy it. You said
legitimate, but honestly. We want our young kings to walk proudly without any confrontation. Where they can wake up and walk through life with some form of appreciation. We can teach morals respect and how not to neglect. How to level up and protect, how to manifest and connect. Instead, they get locked up for some minor violations. Stuck inside cages because they can't afford the proper representation. But this is what we supposed to put our hands to our heart for this one nation? They say it's under God and justice for all. I have a different observation. I see mass incarceration, lack of education, forced information with no valid explanation. So to our sons that are learning to find their destination, we send you love and light to make it to any situation. In life you have choices, there's a way to get out. Live for yourself, not in fear, not in doubt. To our brothers who have recently released after serving some time, then be set free because you didn't commit the crime. That has to be harder than if you were actually guilty. But come home, stay focused, and lay that root in your tree. To our fathers who are unable to provide us with stability, because you were never guided on your true capabilities. You were taught how to face your reality and run away from your dreams. Now sit back and evaluate on what that really means. Mass incarceration, lack of education, false information with no valid explanation. How can we teach them the many levels to success? We want jobs, not jails, to help the minds of the oppressed. How can we teach them love without fear thinking what should be an abnormality? Thoughts of getting lost to the system or facing some type of inhumane brutality? We will talk to mistreat one another, forget the unification. We forgot to be role models for the younger generation. They said you're not doing well if you're not affiliated with some big corporation. They said that you have to submit to the system, be down with the organization. But how can we show love? How can we teach and reach out to our communities? How can we erase their runs from the distrust and provide them with opportunities? Let's decrease incarceration, provide the proper education, stop hiding the information. Let's go. Do the artist. Kim Seabrook. She's a spoken word um, artist. You know, I did a few songs. I figured <clears throat> I did a few songs that were more of rap, and then I wanted to do something with the spoken. You know, it's a mm -hmm, lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot out there of the spoken yeah, yeah, words. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah, right? yeah, she does. Yeah, she, yeah. and the concept behind Love it was uh, was really. Uh, you know, she has a son, she's a single mother, it was a concept of really, you know, the black male in America. And what, right. You know, what, uh, yeah. That Impressive. Was, that was good. Thank yeah. you. Not, I love my girls. So, well, if, uh, you know, I don't know how they do it sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not this. Yeah, but she's doing fantastic, uh, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, she's getting heard. Uh, she's, she's doing great. That's good. Yeah, I love it. She's working now, I think she's managing to a studio, the Metric Studio in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love my girls. Impressive. You know, I love it. That's what I do. I, do the, I want to do this every day. There's always, you know, like I said, right now I'm doing the songs with the kids. Uh, from, but then I got, you know, it goes. Oh, I've I've had. If I can tell you, I've how many people that I brought to the studios. I had this one kid in this Jersey kid, was so freaking talented. The kid was fucking amazing. He got locked up one day, he left me half song, then he came back, then he had then he uh, he has a daughter now. But I've made every I never give up on people. Because nobody yeah. people yeah, didn't give up give on up. me. Mm -hmm. We all have listen, yeah, nobody's perfect please. We all you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I'm somebody that you will I'll never give up on you. <laughs> like a bug like you're not you know what I mean like you can't go nowhere because I'm gonna find you um, but to say and his mother had breast cancer oh wow, wow. I know 
Uh, but you know, I'm always trying to when it's that talent, you know, and let them right. let them work, man. Let them yeah. do what they do best, you know. There's so many good artists out there. My God, yeah. It's all these yeah, listen, and, uh, you, yeah. you're preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's shocking. It's mm -hmm. shocking. Another guy, uh, King Card, he's from Brooklyn. He gave me uh, another song. It's called uh, "I Got Checked." I feel good. Um, which I used to actually ended up in uh, New York Fashion Week twice um, but he my best moment with him was another man that struggled got a daughter got a wife and he came and performed a song at a pumpkin patch last year and he had such a success I mean people were going crazy and uh, he went home and he posted on Instagram himself with a check I said I made a song that is for women is valuable, you know. I'm making my daughter proud, proud, proud. Uh, um, how do you say proud? Proud. proud. <laughs> making my daughter proud, and I'm able to feed my family. Those are the moments yeah. that make me happy because, yeah. as I said, you know, I've, people have given me a chance, and so, um, so it's life is about. I like it. I'm happy. I'm happy when people get to do what they're good at, and that's it. And so that's why I want. I want to keep doing this. That's this what I want to do. You know. Thank you so much. At the end of the day, look, uh, <laughs> action, not awareness. Action, not awareness. <laughs> you know? Any further closing words, Liddy? <laughs> oh, boy. Any further closing? Yes. I still believe in America. And I still believe that we had to, we have to come, we had to come to today. But I see, I have... I see, I see, I see a better future. I don't want people to give up on it yet. This country was—it's all of us. It really—it's all of us. We all make it beautiful, and uh, I think finally things that need to be addressed will be addressed. I, I have—I really do feel it has to. It, 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 it like history repeats itself. It has to go all the way down, and we're gonna—we're gonna rise from right. this. There's go, there are gonna be. There's a lot of people out there working hard. Uh, um, you know, for justice. Right? I know many of them, and they're out there really working and, you know, vocal and, 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 and prominent and, and making changes. Um, that's it. So I'm for supporting that, and I think it's going to be a, a new, you know, come on, we need some, we need some good old enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, but I want to thank you. I want to thank you for giving me, you know, for making me, for listening to the song. All these things make me happy. And thank, thank you, Kimmy, for the song. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for being you, part of this podcast tonight. Thank you know you. what? Your your optimism takes the air out of the room. I you know I, I always I don't know I can't like I I, I have down moments, but then I'm like no because mm -hmm. I told you I'm a little bug. I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what happened when I when I got diagnosed with cancer. You know what happened that night? You know what I did? I swear to you, I went in front of the mirror and said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It took me forever to come in this country. It took me forever to have my moment. It took wow, me forever wow, to wow, wow, to wow. have my little American dream. And now you're gonna take it all away? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. you you action. Yes. No. Okay. You know. I, I, I get. I get. Don't worry about it. We'll have to get it for you. Oh, it's in the oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember. You don't get the plastic like the Italians over there. <laughs>
<laughs> if you would add the plastic, you got the red. It would be right there. Is that how it works? <laughs> That's what they do it in Italy, right? It's oh, the plastic okay, with okay. The I, learned, I just learned something. I just learned something. You didn't know that? Yeah, they put the plastic over it. So, yeah, you know, back so, in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, back yeah. Well, that wasn't just Italy. <laughs> that was all over. Oh, that was right. Right. That just You Italy. know, mom never used to be at the one little cute little towel. You can't mm -hmm. tell. You really, it's not to dry your hands. It's just no, to look at. Decoration. Yeah, don't, decoration. Don't touch that. Oh, don't <laughs> tell them in this house. <laughs> I had to go and buy some towels. I'm like, okay, this one is down, this one is down. They don't understand decoration here. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids too. Oh. It's like, it's a towel. It's supposed to be, what does it put there if you can't use it? They don't, they don't. Decoration. That's this one. What is it there for? I just painted, I painted, I painted the hallway. And my son, when he was little, took the little cart, threw a car, and it had like the, the wheels, had like a, like a film, like a... Mm -hmm. Ah, just painted right like the day after and then I had like lines all over my wall I was like are you he thought that was a good idea kids yeah kids that's why I hear you when you say right time yeah even the normals now you walk upstairs you see the handprints I said can't anybody walk down the stairs without putting a hand on the wall like what yeah it's just like you go up the wall you're coming down the wall that's why there's a banister Especially Matt, I have to say Matt, Matt Mel's that boys. Uh, I, I don't have a daughter, but I see. I don't know. I see these play dates where they, you know, they got the kid, the daughters, the coloring. My guys are like jumping from chandeliers and <laughs> playing football. I mean, they're like it's real rough, man. <laughs> Boys, boys. We used to call our son Baby Taz. I mean, this kid never used to walk. He didn't, I mean, even when he learned to walk, he was running. And until one day, you know, we had like our living rooms here and it went straight into the kitchen. And at the end of the kitchen was the cast iron um, heater. And he kept it. And you know, as the mom said, one day he's just going to hit his head in that wall. Blah, blah, blah. And one day, didn't see him running. I'm like, stop running, Malik. Stop running, Malik. Boom. That was the last day he ran. Ever since then, must have changed his whole world because this kid has just been like this. So, oh so. my God! No, my guys. So this one says, "Beautiful," you know. <laughs> he make no noise. He starts no trouble. He just come and go and do his thing, and that's it. And today he's twenty six. And today he's twenty six. God bless him. Uh, Many more. It's a beautiful yeah. age. Twenty six was perfect. Oh yeah. Good years. Yeah. Right? 26 was... I remember when I was 26. I remember just the that feeling was, of like, right? That feeling that was, of like, everything is possible. 20 years everything. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was 24 years ago for me. 23 years ago. Or 49. Maybe 50. Still a baby. What happened? Like, I know. Time what? was just like... Yeah. 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 Six. This I'm last, close. This last 10 <laughs> years, just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So fast. But it's been a good 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said it's been a good one? Good ten years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Growing, you know, growing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know me. I'm fifty going on fifteen. <laughs> I'm like a little kid. The most music, the most music. More, variety. more variety, the best DJ, the best DJ. The best DJ. The freshest, freshest FM. FM. Freshest, freshest FM. FM.